0: how exciting it is to welcome you to our service this morning as we continue our series on Finding Hope When Our World Begins to Crumble Let's pray together Father we want to thank you that you are always involved in our lives even when our hope begins to crumble you are there, you are present with us you are Jehovah Shammah, the one who is always there We can count on you, we can trust you, we can rely on you, and today, Lord, as your word will reach us, speak deeply and intensely to us, reveal yourself to us in no uncertain ways, as we allow you, Lord, to touch us, to stir us, and to take us to where we need to be in you at this point in time. Bless your word Lord and bless our time together in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Good morning. The reading this morning is taken from Lamentations chapter 3. You'll find Lamentations in the Old Testament. I'll give you a few moments just to find it. I'll be reading from verse 19. I remember my affliction and my wandering. The bitterness and the gore, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So far, we're we'll reading His Word this morning.
0: The title of our message this morning is A Renewed Mindset of Hope, and it is found in Lamentations chapter 3. Verses 19 to 26. How can we negotiate life when the road is filled with potholes, blind curves, and dead ends? The answer is not a new life, a new career, or a new location, or environment. The answer is a new attitude of hope. Life is hard at times. Your health takes a turn for the worst. A friend betrays you. Your child goes down the wrong path. Your spouse dies. Sometimes our heart is breaking. We know we cannot do anything to change what is happening. And sometimes it feels that all hope is lost. This must have been how the prophet Jeremiah felt as he walked the streets of the capital city of Jerusalem. He saw ruin and destruction everywhere he looked. His king had been exiled. The king's sons murdered. People were slaughtered or carried off to captivity. Even the temple, the presence of God on earth was ransacked by the Babylonians. The situation looked bleak for God's people. The prophet Jeremiah went through a time when God seemed like his enemy. In the first 18 verses of chapter 3, have you ever felt that God has turned his hand against you? That is what we see in verses 1 to 3. God had completely turned his hand against Jeremiah. Next, he was broken in both body and spirit, verses 4 to 6. He felt as if he were dead. Discouraging, isn't that? He suffered inwardly and outwardly. Have you ever been in a situation where you can see no way out of it? You pray and God does not seem to answer. That is what we see in verses 7 to 9. Jeremiah felt shut in. Maybe you are in a job you don't like. Maybe you are in circumstances you don't like. All avenues of escape are blocked off. This is what the Babylonians did to Jerusalem. They walled it in and no one could escape. He described his anguish over a God who shuts out my prayer in verse 8. He felt as if God were hunting him down in verses 10 to 12. Jeremiah felt that God had targeted him for the arrows of his wrath. He remembered and was proverbially as low as he could go. And now in verse 19, he was just dealing with memories of affliction, wandering, bitterness and gore that just kept crashing in, poisoning him like a bitter root. Have you ever felt this way? Can you identify with him? This is not a pleasant place to be, believe me. But as he expressed his sorrow, Jeremiah saw a light that pierced the darkness and restored his hope in the Lord. Verses 21, right through to verses 26. And our first point here this morning is he adopted a new mindset. Verse 21. Let's read it together. It says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Something happens in verse 21 of our text. Jeremiah remembers something. His thinking has changed. He had been thinking of pain and suffering but now he had a new mindset. Jeremiah changed his mind talk. Mind talk is your inner conversation. It is what you tell yourself about the people and events in your life. It is how you interpret what happens to you and around you. Before you feel, you think, all your emotions good, bad and indifferent are the products of what you think about Proverbs 23 7 states as a man thinks within himself so is he Hebrews 10 verse 23 says let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess and that's what what Jeremiah did what did Jeremiah call to mind what did he focus on while he was hurting what did he lock into When he was trapped by all the rubble in his life, verse 22 to 27 contain phrases that help replace despair with renewal. He chose instead, secondly, to focus on the qualities of God's love, His great love. When life was not going well for Jeremiah and his country, he chose to focus on the qualities of God's love. Not consumed here means we may be down, but not out. The word consumed means to be absolutely finished, to be at the end. Have you ever been there, ever felt that you were at the end of your rope, the end of the road, the end of everything, that you have nothing left to give? But you do. You are not consumed. You are not finished. You are not at the end when you are in Christ. Jeremiah did not choose to stay in despair or wallow in self-pity. He chose to call to mind something. The unchanging love of the Lord. This choice stopped the downward spiral of emotions. What you allow yourself to think about is very important. Are you always thinking about yourself and your problems? Choose to remember God. Recall a verse. Sing a song. Think of His goodness. Remember a time when God showed His grace and mercy to you. Push God to the front, even when you do not feel like doing it. God has not ceased loving us. God's love has never left you. You may feel that way or think that way, but His love for you has not changed. It keeps coming. It never ends, for His compassions never fail. Some translations says God's mercies instead of God's compassions. The word here for the Lord's great love is hesed in the Hebrew, and here it is in the plural form. It refers to God's mercy and God's many acts of loving kindness, faithfulness, and goodness to us. Jeremiah in his darkest hour chose to focus on God's faithful love that will not let go of us. No matter how bad things are in your life, right now, they would be much worse without the Lord. Recall God's loving kindness toward you, often during this time. How do I know God will keep on loving me? God's compassions are intense and limitless. It continuously comes rolling in wave upon wave from the very presence of God. The rivers of God's mercy flow constant and full and never run dry. It has no expiry date. God loved you completely yesterday. He loves you completely today. And He will completely love you tomorrow as well. The word compassion comes from the Hebrew word whom it is the plural for intensity and shows us the intense feeling of concern and care that the Lord has for us and it is like a mother what a mother has for her newborn babe the word literally means to be moved in the heart for another God's compassion emanates from deep within him and flows into our lives. He is moved in his heart when he thinks about us. His intense concern and care, nurturing, sustenance, and everything that is needed for life is readily available to us. Oh, we praise the Lord for that but then thirdly, he chose to remember God's faithfulness instead of dwelling on how bad his situation was. Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It keeps coming. It never ends. They are new every morning. That is the way it is with God's supply of daily needs and mercies. They are renewed to us every morning and are bottomless. Just like the manna in the wilderness. This supply is there each new morning. This means at least two things. One is that we never have to live on yesterday's blessings. They are new or fresh every morning. God never serves you leftovers. His provisions never grow stale. He has fresh, new, tender love and blessings for you every day of the week. For 40 years, the Israelites daily depended entirely on God for survival. And he did not let them down. He kept his promise. Have you noticed that no two morning sunrises are alike? They differ greatly according to each new day. Likewise, God's mercies and provisions are suited to the day He has set before us and to the relevant needs we have. Jeremiah found this true as his grieving heart was learning to live one day at a time. God gives us what we need today. If we need it more, He would give us more. When we need something else, He will give us that as well. Nothing we truly need will ever be withheld from us. Psalm 84 verse 11, No good thing will He withhold from those whose walk is up. God provides new strength, new mercies and new blessings daily. As we consider His faithfulness today, God is 100% reliable. 100% of the time. He does not fail, Forget falter change or disappoint he does not compromise he does not contradict he is immutable in other words unchangeable in coming to him at any time we need not wonder whether we will find him in a receptive mood he is always receptive he never changes moods or cools off in his affections or loses enthusiasm James chapter 1 verse 17 says, God does not change like shifting shadows. Shadows are never still, not even for a split second, because the earth is constantly rotating around its axis and simultaneously moving around the sun in its orbit. Shadows are constantly moving, but God is constant. He never changes. He will always come through for you. He remains committed to you. He will never let you down. And then fourthly this morning, he declared that the Lord was more than enough to him. Verses 24 to 27. Verse 24, this is what he says, I say to myself, The Lord is my portion Therefore, I will wait for him. It's like Jeremiah was saying, Lord, you are more than enough. If I have you, I have everything I need and more. What is your portion? It is whatever you are waiting for. So let me ask you, what are you waiting for this morning? Are you waiting for a payout? An inheritance? A change in your circumstances? Be encouraged this morning. Make the Lord your portion. Wait for Him. He never fails. As you wait for Him, learn to trust His character. Even when things do not seem to be going according to your plans. Verse 25 says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. If it is good for us, You will have it. If it is not good for us, then the withholding of it is is good as well. It can be no other way. Secondly, learn to trust God's timing. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The word salvation can also mean deliverance from anything. From sickness, from your enemies, from whatever may be causing you sorrow or grief. We always want deliverance now. God wants us to learn patience and trust in Him. God's timing is always good. Finally, learn to trust God's discipline. Verse 27, it speaks about to bear the yoke while you are young. To bear the yoke is to learn submission to God even during the hard times. God uses the difficult times in your life for good to strengthen you in Him. It is part of His discipline in your life. See God's discipline as His training process for you rather than punishment for sin. Do you see the word? man in that verse 27 it is a word which means a strong almighty man a warrior if you were to apply to woman it would mean a strong woman Oh, warrior, how do you become a strong man of God, a strong woman of God, a warrior for the Lord? You bear the yoke while you are young. You undergo discipline and training. If God seems far away from you, even though you are trusting him and doing his will, don't despair. Keep doing what you know is right. The light will break through. Jesus knew about all hope being lost. Jesus knew about despair and even death. On the cross, as He carried the weight of all the sins of humanity, He shouted out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46 Yet Jesus knew God would come through. Jesus knew the story is not over, that not even death can prevent the will of God being fulfilled. And out of death came resurrection and out of death came our salvation if anyone had a good reason for being despondent it was the prophet Jeremiah but he clung to the Lord as his portion won't you cling to the Lord as your portion today Even after witnessing the destruction of Jerusalem and the captivity of his people, Jeremiah wrote, For the Lord will not cast off forever, though he causes grief, yet he will show compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Verses 31 and 32. As you pray today, surrender to the Lord all of your hurts. All of your pain, all of your grief, and all of your heavy burdens. Give it all to Him. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of deliverance. Today is the day when the power of hopelessness over you will be broken in your life. May God bless you today as you surrender everything to Him. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank You for Your Word that came to us for challenging us, Lord, to hold on to You, for challenging us, Lord, to change our mindsets and to look at where You have brought us from from And where you desire to take us. Lord, we want to please you in every possible way. Lead us, Lord, in the direction you want us to go today. And now may the grace of our Lord, the love of God, and the dynamic presence and power of the Holy Spirit Rest and abide with each one of us until Jesus comes again and everybody join together to say, Amen.